Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Have you ever been asked to be in a wedding? Maybe someone wanted you to be a junior bridesmaid or an usher. Maybe they wanted you to light the candles or spread flower petals. If you have, you know how crazy the wedding planning rehearsals can be. That's what Maria finds out in this shoebox kid's mystery. This time, Maria has a real problem. She's excited about being in her aunt's wedding, but everything is going wrong. Should she refuse to be a junior bridesmaid? Can you figure out what happened to Maria's missing dress before she does? Chapter 4 The Perfect Wedding Mrs. Shu, who had the best wedding in the Bible? Maria asked. Their lesson in the shoebox was over, and Maria had been wanting to ask her question all morning. Mrs. Shu's eyebrows went up as she thought. I believe I like the first marriage the most. Now everyone's eyebrows went up. No one could think of who Mrs. Shu was talking about. Willie Teller wasn't afraid to ask. I can't think. Who had the first wedding? Mrs. Shu smiled, but before she could answer, Sammy raised his hand. It must have been Jacob, Sammy said without being asked. He worked hard for seven years to marry Rachel, but instead his uncle gave him his oldest daughter, Leah, to marry. Then he had to work another seven years to marry Rachel. Sammy, you remember that story very well, Mrs. Shu said, but I'm sorry, I wasn't thinking about Jacob. Then who? Jenny asked. Suddenly, Dee Dee grinned. Was it when Abraham sent his servant to find a wife for Isaac? Mrs. Shu slowly shook her head. No, not Isaac and Rebecca, she said. Maria sighed. A lot of people got married in Bible times. That's true, Maria, Mrs. Shu replied, but keep trying. These two people I am thinking about were married by God himself. Can you imagine how special that must have been? Jenny's eyes got big. Oh, do you mean Adam and Eve? Right, Jenny, Mrs. Shu said as she reached for her Bible. Genesis 2.18 says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is right for him. Mrs. Shu looked at her class, and in verse 22 it says, Then the Lord brought the woman to the man. And if we read further in verse 24, it says, So a man will leave his father and mother and be united with his wife, and the two people will become one body. ICB. I guess that would have to be the most perfect wedding, Marie agreed. Since my aunt is going to be married tomorrow, I was trying to explain to Yo-Yo how people stay married. I told her that if their wedding is perfect, two people will stay together forever. Maria didn't see the frown on Jenny's face or Dee Dee shaking her head. Sammy and Willie seemed confused, but they didn't say anything. I think Maria's wrong, Dee Dee said. Don't they just have to love each other? A perfect wedding doesn't mean a marriage is going to last forever. I think you have part of the answer, Dee Dee, Mrs. Shue said. And Maria, it does help for two people to get started right when they are married. But there is much more to marriage than a beautiful wedding. Jenny raised her hand halfway. When Maria saw Jenny, she suddenly remembered that Jenny's parents were divorced and that it must be sort of hard for her to talk about weddings and marriages and stuff. Mrs. Shue smiled. Yes, Jenny? The shoebox grew quiet as Jenny cleared her throat. It doesn't always work that way, Dee Dee, just like Mrs. Shue said, Jenny said softly. Then she looked at Maria. Mom said hers and Dad's wedding was beautiful and perfect. She said it was a very happy day. She told me they loved each other very much, but they still got divorced. Maria stared at the floor. Suddenly, hoping for a perfect wedding seemed silly. I wanted so much for Angie's wedding to be beautiful, just like the weddings on TV and in books. Later in her room, Maria could hear her mother and sister talking in excited voices about the wedding rehearsal. 
I'd be excited, too, if I had a long, pretty dress for the wedding, Maria thought. At least no one has to dress up for the rehearsal. But if I go to the rehearsal and learn what I'm supposed to do, then I'll have to go to the wedding. She walked slowly down the stairs when it was time to go. Why do you look so unhappy? Mrs. Vargas asked. I don't want to go to the rehearsal, Maria replied. Chris thumped down the stairs behind Maria. You're still unhappy about that dress? What's the big deal? Leave me alone, Maria mumbled. Mom patted Chris's arm. Go on to the car, dear, and leave Maria alone, please. At least I'm not complaining about going to some wedding rehearsal, Chris said, as he headed the rest of the way down the stairs. You would if you had to wear a dress that was different from everyone else's, Maria argued. Chris laughed as he opened the door. You're right about that. I'd complain if someone wanted me to wear the same dress as anyone else. I'd run away screaming. Maria stuck out her tongue at Chris's back, but she could hardly hold back her laugh. He would look funny in a dress, she decided. Dad followed Chris to the door, then turned to Mom and Maria. Don't be too long, he said. We don't want to be late for the rehearsal. You wait in the car with Chris and Yo-Yo, dear, Mom said. Maria and I will be out in a minute. After Dad had gone, Maria felt like she needed to talk. Mom, I wish I didn't have to go to the wedding. I wish I didn't have to walk up the aisle in that dress. And I wish I didn't have to stand up front where everyone can look at me and wonder why I'm not wearing a long dress like everyone else. Nothing is going to be the way I dreamed it would be. Mrs. Vargas hugged Maria. I'm sorry. I know how much being part of Angie's wedding meant to you. When I was a little girl, I had many of the same dreams about beautiful weddings and princes and princesses that you do. You did? Did you dream about having the most beautiful wedding in the world and wearing the most beautiful clothes and stuff like that, just like in books and things? Mrs. Vargas smiled warmly. Yes, I did. And I did have a beautiful wedding. But there is more to being married than having a beautiful wedding. There is love and trust and commitment. What is commitment? Maria asked. Commitment is doing what you say you will do. It means the same thing as making a vow or a promise. When two people say their vows at their wedding, they are making a commitment to each other to do what they have promised. When two people honor their commitment to each other, they are helping their marriage last. So a commitment is like keeping a promise, Maria asked, thinking she understood. Yes, Mrs. Vargas said seriously. Keeping a promise is very much like honoring a commitment. Doing what you say you will do is a very good thing to learn, especially when you are young. The ability to stay committed to something doesn't happen overnight, Maria. It is something we must teach ourselves to do. Maria's mind was spinning. This sounded like grown-up stuff, and Mom was trying to tell her something important. Maria thought she knew what message Mom was trying to get across, too. Does that also mean that I should be in Angie's wedding even if I don't want to? That since I promised to be a junior bridesmaid, no matter what happens, I should do it? I think you know the answer, Maria. Maria sighed. I do, Mom. The story you have heard today is a chapter of the Shoebox Kids, Book 6, The Wedding Dress Disaster, written by Eric Stoffel, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.